This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 569. Great to have your company once again. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com. On this week's show, we've just returned from New York, where we attended the launch of Microsoft's Copilot. That's the new generative AI for Windows. Microsoft also launched some new Surface laptops that we'll talk about. And Norton has launched its very own secure and private browser. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the new range of Stills battery-powered products for the yard and the garden. Dyson has released a new solar cycle morph light, and Amazon has also launched some new Echo products. And we'll answer all of your questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, as I mentioned, I've just got off the plane back in Australia from New York. Always a great place to visit, and Microsoft were very kind enough to invite me. I was there as a guest of Microsoft for their new, their September event, they called it. And this was an event that wasn't streamed live, so you really had to be there to hear the news for yourself. I think there was available online later, but uh, I was uh, one of only, I think, two. There was another guy from the Australian and myself uh, over there representing Australia, and uh, this was uh, held in, as I said, in New York City. And I did know two things. I knew beforehand, I knew that it was something to do with uh, AI and in, and co-pilot. And also also there were some, some laptops, some new Surface products that were going to be unveiled as well. So right up my alley. And I was, I've got to say, I was pleasantly surprised with both uh, announcements, the, the co-pilot, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second, also Surface, which we'll talk about in the next part of the, of the podcast. But uh, Microsoft's had uh, a, a strong hand in, in AI, especially generative AI, with the chat GPT. It's, it's hard to believe it's not even been a year since that's, that's come on the scene. I can remember back in January, reading about it, trying it, hearing all the all the, the everyone talking about it, of course and i also learned at that time that microsoft had been a very very heavy investor in the technology we're talking tens of billions of dollars that they've invested and now they're they're really they're really seeing the the benefits of that of that investment now because they've they've now in that this has formed the basis for for copilot uh, as well as bing chat and the AI-powered Edge browser, Copilot being the latest feature that we're going to see in Windows 11. They announced at the, at the event in New York that it was coming to Windows 11 this week, starting September 26th. So I'm recording this on the 25th. So from this week, the update for Windows, free update, will start rolling out uh, across Bing, Edge, and Microsoft 365 as well. So this is a system-wide uh, AI, adaptive AI, and Copilot is a very apt name for it, I think, because it's it's there right by your side. It can help you when you need it. And I'll go into some of the examples they showed us of this remarkable technology as well. 
Uh, it was impre- I was impressed to see uh, Satya Nadella at at the uh, at the event, and he was there on stage and talking about how this is it's the dawn of a new category of computing, and he 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 looked back at at the other big the big developments. He said the eighties was really the decade of the PC. The 90s was all about the internet. 2000s was all about mobile and and smartphones. The 2010s were all about cloud and cloud storage and all those things. And he's saying that the 20s are going to be known now for AI and and in particular AI just like uh, the AI-powered co-pilot for Windows. And... He he did also describe it like when when you try to explain ChatGPT, it's it's not just something that can write emails for you. There's there's so much more intelligence under the hood here, and how Satya Nadella described it, he basically said that it's turned it's turned natural language into a programming language, and that, that's pretty cool when you think about it because you can ask ChatGPT to do, do this, write this with this sort of effect and this long. Or create an image, or organize your organize your documents. There is so much that it can do, and uh, it is it is right. I, I like that description. Turned natural language into a programming language, and he's uh, it, what he was saying. And I've quoted him in my story. He said, "We are at the place where we finally have a new natural interface, and it's it's all about coping with the like." I remember years ago thinking that. Technology is going to make life so easy for us. We're going to have our feet up. Technology is going to do with everything. And what technology actually did was increased our capacity to do more. So in other words, where we were only capable without the technology, we were doing the best we can. Technology increased the, our ability to do more, produce more, do, write more, and made it made it busier for for us. Made it made it more. I think more stressful for some people. And so this, I think, is a way. And he, he was sort of talking about how this is now going to give us the ability to cope with all of this extra stuff that technology has provided. To make sense of it. To organise it. And uh, I think he's spot on. And the examples that that I'll tell you about really show the power of Copilot. So it's going to start off, of course, with Windows 11 Copilot, and this is something that's going to be at your fingertips if you're a Windows 11 user to change how we work, create, and communicate. So Microsoft is saying that Copilot is a handshake between you and technology to not only help you but also anticipate and understand what you want and unlock a whole new workflow for you. And you got to remember the more it's used, the better it gets, the more it learns about you. And it's going to be accessible right there from the taskbar. So you can do the win, win plus C um, keyboard shortcut if you like. There is uh, one example I'll give you straight off the bat is ClipChamp. This is a, an application on Windows where they showed a demonstration here where a guy went to watch a DJ and he had a whole bunch of video clips. He put them in ClipChamp uploaded them and asked the application to edit them into one video. And, and I think there were some styles that were suggested. And, and minutes later, barely minutes later, it created this final edit that looked incredible, looked, looked like it would have taken a person hours to do. So in that, in that process, uploading the videos, the 
ClipChamp using Copilot, using AI, managed to not only ingest the video, but analyze the content of every clip and arrange it in, in a sensible order with effects and in everything. It was remarkable. Now, that's just one example of how much time that this can potentially save you. Um, another another strength of Copilot is understanding large volumes of text. Um, oh, there was an example where look, there was this this document that was like 10, 20 pages long, and they typed in, summarized this this document into into five hundred words or something, and and it went through the document. And less than a minute later, it punched out the summary of that huge document. So you can just imagine if you're starting a project, for example, where you've got to digest all this information, Copilot can help you get started, just giving you those little those starting points. So understanding the most important parts of it straight away without actually reading the full 20-page document it gives you a good starting point. Um also summarizing communications too. One really impressive feature of Copilot is being able to the, I, I saw this with my own eyes. The guy guy typed in um, summarize, please summarize my unread emails because it's it's part of because it's part of Windows. It's also part of Outlook, part of Word because you know Windows three six five being an edge, it's it's everywhere. And so summarize the unread emails. Now, how many of you have come maybe on a Monday morning or after a holiday, you've got 500 unread emails. So imagine now asking Windows through Copilot to summarize your unread emails. So it'll look at who sent the email, so whether you've had communication with them before, and if, it, if it's to do with something you've already spoken about before, and punch out the summary, which will save you so much time. And then, of course, there are hyperlinks then to the actual emails that you can read in full. And so it's, what a great starting point to sorting out your inbox after, after a break. There's just a couple of examples. And another one, like, it's not only about generating text and doing things like summarizing documents and emails, but what about editing photos? In the photo app on Windows, you can now, with a pen or a mouse, get rid of objects in the background, extend. that they, they had a portrait image and turned it into a landscape image. So what what... What the Copilot did was actually imitate the grass and the trees, and you would have sworn it that's how the original photo looked. And this is happening within seconds. Not only that, but I'll talk a little bit later about how they can create images for you as well. But Bing and Edge have also uh, they've they've now deliver advanced AI capabilities as well. So you can also include choose to include your chat history to help inform your Bing search results. The example they gave was, imagine if you've got a favorite football team or a band and you're planning a trip, Bing will tell you, by the way, Empire of the Sun, who we I know you really love, is gonna be in Barcelona when you're there. Do you wanna order, do you wanna buy tickets? That's just a it's just a tiny example of of the how it can think ahead and, and anticipate what you might want. Shopping has also been enhanced with Copilot from either Bing or Edge. And if you're searching for a particular item, Bing will ask additional questions to help get you closer to what you want. So if you're after I don't know a pair of shoes or a camera or something. It'll give you, it'll ask questions. Do you want it to have this? Should it have that? And so by the end of that, 
you're narrowing down the search to the product that you really want. You can even start with a photo of the item. So you see something in a shop or on TV or something, take a photo. It'll it'll then know what the what's in the photo and give you then all the places where you can buy it, pricing, and it'll find you the best deal if there's a coupon to add to it, like a voucher or to make it cheaper, some bonus code. It'll do that for you as well. And in the in the time that this the Copilot beta has been out, Microsoft says that shoppers have saved more than $4 billion on Microsoft Edge just shopping using these features. That's pretty cool. Turn, let's turn our attention to Microsoft 365. Now, we all know 365 is Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, Teams, all those. And they have they ran a Microsoft 365 Copilot. Uh, a Microsoft 365 Copilot. They offered it to companies as a test. So companies like Visa, General Motors, KPMG, Lumen Technologies all trialed Microsoft 365 Copilot. And Microsoft also announced that the it will be available for enterprise customers from November one. Consumer. And that's another story. I put my hand up to be part of that because I'd like help with Word and if I need to do make a presentation or sort through emails, I'd love to have to do that. So with Microsoft 365, they're also adding a new feature called Microsoft 365 Chat. And what this can do, this is remarkable. It can go through your work data, your emails, meetings, chats, documents, and the web to provide a starting point for any kind of task. Say you've got to organize a business trip or a an event. You need to find a venue or guest speakers. It can help you do that. So to really save you a lot of legwork. And, and it knows what you want based on those things I mentioned, your emails, your meetings, your chats, your documents. So it'll find you that relevant information and save you hours, if not days of work. Now, over the years, this is according to Microsoft's research, I mentioned too how tech technologies really, I think, upped our workflow. The volume of work, according to Microsoft research, has grown with users in three times as many meetings as they were in 2020. We're using 11 apps in a single day to complete our tasks. So what now Microsoft 365 Chat can help you do is to help bring that workload under control. So refine, simplify the complexity of things, also eliminate the you know those menial drudgery that drudgery that you have to get through it'll allow it'll do that for you so it'll do the bit of the heavy lifting in those areas and help you get back your time so you'd rather spend your time effectively thinking of ways to make things better rather than thinking of where to start that's where copilot really shows its strength the new uh, capabilities for Copilot will also be introduced, as I mentioned, in Outlook, Word, Excel, Loop, OneNote, and OneDrive. Microsoft 365 Copilot for consumers, that preview will be extended to even more people, myself included. I put my hand up for that. I said, I showed him my badge. I said, put me on the list, please. But here's some other things I was mentioning before, pictures, uh, illustrations. There is a, there's an app called Microsoft Designer. And that's the latest addition to the Microsoft 365 consumer apps. So what this helps you do is create images, social media posts, create a gaming avatar for yourself, a thumbnail, maybe a YouTube thumbnail or a podcast thumbnail, invitations, a card, any other content you want to come up with 
AI Copilot in particular has got you back. Now, it's been further empowered by DAL.E3, which is, a, I think, a, 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 an image library or something, and that is from OpenAI. So it can come up with even finer imagery. So we're talking more detail than ever before. Before, the d- drawings are pretty good, but not quite as detailed as they are now. So you could ask, I tried this there. I said, give me an image of a Dalmatian on roller skates in a forest. And 30 seconds later, I was looking at five different images of Dalmatians on skates in a forest. So as specific as you get, that's what that's what that's that's what you need to have those, those those specific details to come up with something unique for yourself. And of course, they're saying Microsoft says that any content from that designer is copyright free. It will it will only it'll be labeled with a digital watermark to show that it was created with generative AI. So I think that's a whole other area that's going to open up with this with this generative AI is who owns the copyright to it. I guess if it's your own idea, it's basically breathe life into your idea, then that's yours. So just some fascinating stuff there uh, with the with Copilot. I think that really Microsoft has got a bit of an, a bit of an advantage here with with this whole system, this this cross the system wide Copilot. That uh, like I'm a Mac user and I'm seriously thinking of of moving over to Windows just to see if this can improve my workflow, make me more creative, make me more productive, make me more efficient, make me more money. I'm willing to try it. So Windows 11, it's going to start rolling out from this week. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to get to everyone. They're not going to send it to everyone at once, but it will be uh, part of the new, the latest update. Uh, Keep an eye out for that. If you want to read more about Microsoft's Copilot for Windows, check it out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, as I mentioned, it wasn't just about Copilot and uh, generative AI and all the bells and whistles. It's also Surface time. There were two Surface laptops. There was the Surface Laptop Go 3 and the Surface Laptop Studio 2. So let me just say the Surface Laptop Go 3 is kind of your student laptop. I think that's kind of a competitor to 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 the MacBook Air. So this is a lightweight but still powerful laptop available in four colors, ice blue, sage, sandstone, and platinum. Love the color names. It's got a 12.4-inch pixel sense touchscreen and a 3 by 2 ratio. I like that shape because it's it gives you the most vertical space to get more done in one at one time so that you can fit more stuff in uh, on your on your screen. Uh, it weighs just 1.1 kilo, running the 12th generation Intel Core i5 processor. 15 hours of battery life. Has also all the all the ports: USB-C, USB-A, 3.5 mil headphone jack, and the Surface Connect port, of course. Goes on sale October 3. Uh, no Aussie pricing yet, but it's going to start from uh, US dollars 799. So let's say in, in Australia it'll start. It'll be about start from about $1,100 perhaps, or maybe 999. I don't know. Maybe they might try to get under 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 the four figures there. But I think the star of the show, of course, is the Surface Laptop Studio 2. Now, if you can recall, the original Studio Surface Laptop Studio had this incredible swiveling screen. So at first glance, you it looks like a laptop. 
But what you do is if you if you grab the top of the screen and sort of tilt it out, the bottom half of the screen pops out and you're able to then pull that down and cover the keyboard. So now it's in a viewing mode. So the original was laptop mode, keyboard exposed. Then there's a viewing mode. So if you want to watch a movie or something or you want to stream something, uh, there's that. But then you can pull it all the way down to so that the screen is flat covering the trackpad and the keyboard. And this is now then a mode for you to, to touch the screen, write, draw on the screen with the included Slim Pen 2, which attaches to, the, attaches to the bottom of the front edge to keep it always charged and always on hand. Now, I shared a little, a little uh, Instagram story about this and got a few comments saying, wow, that is incredible. Bring me home one of those, please. The Surface Laptop Studio 2 is powered by the 13th Gen Intel Core i7 processor. 16 gig of RAM to start with can be configured up to 64 gig of RAM. Uh, also has SSD storage on board as well. It's twice as fast as the original studio. Now, they did a bit of a demo. And what they did, they put the Surface Laptop Studio 2 up against the MacBook Pro with M2 Max chip. And they were supposed to render a graphic. Now, they did this in front of us, and the Laptop Studio 2 completed the task in 37.4 seconds. The MacBook Pro took almost twice as long to finish, took 1 minute and 12.9 seconds to complete. That was a pretty impressive test. I'm sure that Apple can beat it in other areas, but I'm just telling you what I saw. Uh, it did appear to be quite powerful. The screen is 14.4 inches, has a, res, has a 4K resolution of 2400 by 1600, has a 3 by 2 aspect ratio as well, variable refresh rate up to 120 hertz. The LED screen is now HDR certified, so it really looks like premium looking screen, supports Dolby Vision IQ as well. Also has a surface precision haptic touchpad. And there's an accessibility feature there too. They had a guy up on stage who works for Microsoft who he was was born without the fingers on on one of his hands. And he says for a long time he was unable to use a trackpad effectively until Microsoft, the company he worked for, developed this new precision haptic touchpad that allowed him to use it as, as a normal person with all their fingers were able to use it. So remarkable breakthrough right there. The, uh, the, on the audio side, there's a quad omnisonic speaker system that's Dolby Atmos compatible. There's dual studio mics as well with voice clarity for even clearer conversations and communication as well. Two USB-C ports that were USB 4 slash Thunderbolt 4 and uh, have a USB-A port, 3.5mm headphone jack, and the Surface Connect port. Also, memory card slot for micro SD cards. Uh, it's also got Wi-Fi 6E compatibility and Bluetooth 5.3, running Windows 11 Home, preloaded with all the Microsoft 365 apps, is available also from October 3. Starts at $2,000 US dollars. I'd say that it'll start at probably $2,800 Aussie dollars, perhaps more. Uh, Aussie pricing, as I said, yet to be announced. Some pretty big announcements at the Microsoft event. You've got Copilot, you've got all the new Surface laptops. And if you want to read more, you can check them all out at techguide.com.au.
Norton has just come up with a new browser for Windows and Mac users. And as you know, Norton are one of our great sponsors, have been our sponsor on the show for many, many years. So we were really interested to see that they're this leading internet security company coming up with their own advanced web browser. They call it Norton Secure Browser, and it's Windows and Mac compatible. Can be personalized also to suit how you do things. But it is utilizing Norton's, their security tools and privacy tools and baking them in to this browser. Now, what Norton's done, they've blocked more than 180 million web-related threats globally between April and June this year. That's the equivalent of 2 million attacks a day or more attacks in 90 days than there are people in the United Kingdom and Germany combined. That's a lot of work. So it knows a thing or two about security and privacy and has built that into the browser. Now, there's a really easy to access browser. There's a dashboard there, the Security and Privacy Center, which is your at your fingertips. You can manage your settings in this easy-to-navigate dashboard. So there is, there is also a privacy guard that lets you block ads and improve your browsing experience. There's an anti, there's anti-tracking on board to keep your searches, your interests, and other internet interactions totally private so you can't be tracked across the web. The web shield can also block malicious websites and phishing attempts. So if you click on a link on an email and you've got your Norton Secure Browser as your default browser, It'll pop up and say, whoa, no, that's a phishing, yeah, it's a phishing link there. It'll stop you from downloading that malware or going to that website. Uh, and that potentially could infect your device, that, that dangerous malware. There's also a password manager. So it can prevent apps and malware from trying to view or change a password and allow you to log on into your accounts with just one click, because it'll remember all your passwords. Also within the browser is Norton Safe Search. So it's basically a search engine that can flag any potentially dangerous sites. Now, cyber criminals are very canny. Now, they know what's, what's trending and what's happening. And I've heard stories in the past where they, they weaponize a search. So say, I can remember one years ago, I think it was about 11, 12 years ago, when, when William and Kate got married, a lot of people were looking for information. And these cyber criminals were weaponizing these sites that would come up in searches People would click on them not knowing they're being taken to a malicious site, but because it had been optimised in the search, people went there. Now, with this this secure, with the safe search, that is not going to happen because it knows in the background that all these these sites that come in the search, it's going to cross-reference them to any any dangerous sites that all they already know about. So that's just another layer of protection. The secure browser from Norton is free. It's available now for Windows and Mac users. There's additional platform support coming soon. So if you use a different system, uh, you can. it works with Windows 10 and 11 and on Mac OS Catalina, Big Sur and Monterey. So they're the three most recent, although uh, I think Sonoma is the very latest one. So there'd be no doubt an update coming soon for that one. But Norton, free browser with all the bells and whistles for your security and your privacy. If you want to check it out for yourself, you know where to head to, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. 
The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad-band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Kicking off the reviews this week, we are going into the backyard and into the garden with the new Still battery-powered range. That's Still, S-T-I-H-L. They make mowers and blowers and pruners, which is what we looked at. And they're battery-powered. So no more running out of uh, you know your little tin of two-stroke, which has stopped many of my yard work uh, in, in its tracks because I didn't get any more two-stroke to fill up the mower with. And all my other products were also running the juice as well, and uh, I was unable to proceed. But that's now a thing of the past, thanks to the battery-operated range from Still. Now, what I looked at was the Garden Pruner Kit, the RMA 460 battery lawnmower and the still BGA 57 battery blower. These are all battery powered. I've just knocked my microphone. They're all battery powered, so no need to have any kind of liquid fuel on hand. Uh, so that's, that's as I said, one thing that stopped us in the past, but with the battery, the, the battery powered products, and they do have common batteries. So the, the mower and the blower, for example, use the same AK30 battery. So this has a capacity of 180 watt hours, 36 volts, and there is a LED level indicator. So you can tell at a glance, you press a button, see how many of the four lights light up. That tells you your battery level. And we use the same battery in the mower. And then after we did the backyard and the front yard, there was still enough juice to use on the blower. But let's talk about that later. Uh, the Garden Pruner also has a smaller battery, comes with its own battery and charger as well. Let's start with the RMA 460. This is the battery lawnmower. This is $529. And when they say skin only, that means you only get the mower, not the battery, in case what you were, if you're wondering what that meant. Skin only means no battery. Now, with the, the battery mower, it has... All the things that you can expect from a regular mower, except one thing. There's none of the shoulder dislocating, trying to rip that rip, get pull that rip cord hard enough to start the mower. I know every time my wife volunteers to mow the lawn with our old petrol mower, I have to start the the mower for her because she just doesn't have the strength to get. And even I've barely got the strength to do it too. It's pretty hard to to get that to start. That is not an issue with the battery mower. First thing you do, lift up a flap, pop in the battery, and there's like a little uh, a little transparent flap that, that pops down so it keeps all the trimmings and any kind of dust and that off the battery. There is a second storage port for a second battery, so you can have a second charge battery re there on hand ready to swap it over. 
but we only needed one. Uh, we got an average size yard and front yard, and uh, we started off with the battery obviously on full charge. And starting it, there's like a lever at the top of the handle. So you, you press and hold the lever and then press the button and then it, it'll start up straight away. To keep it running, you've got to have that handle, uh, the, the lever uh, compressed. So you've got to have it always, you just grip it with the top of the handle to keep it, to, once you let go of that, it'll stop. So you press, press up on the, on the little lever, hold that up to the top of the handle, press the button, it'll start. It'll keep running until you let go of that little handle. So really easy to start, and when we were when we did start it up, it was like a regular mower. It got through; we had some pretty long, long grass, smashed through it pretty easy, uh, and it's and it's light too. That's what's impressive about it. There's not a there's no big petrol engine on board, so it's really easy to move maneuver around the yard while still getting a good cut. And on the back is a 60 litre soft grass catcher. Again, that's what adds to the light weight, the lighter weight. And easy to empty that and reattach it, not a problem. Um, and it handled the long grass without any issues whatsoever. Now, one thing I was told when we were, I was given a bit of a briefing about the product is to be careful hosing. You know, you like to hose the bottom of your mower, get the grass and stuff off. I was told uh, mow it carefully. Uh, sorry, hose it carefully. You don't want to be sort of aiming it right into where the motor is. Uh, but I did have to mow. I did have to hose it once because. In uh, in before my preparation before I mow the lawn is always checking to clean up the dog poo in the backyard, and there was one there was some long grass that hid this one I didn't find it and actually mowed through it and you know the rest there but I did have to tip it on its side and actually just make sure the blades were uh, okay clean. Uh, I had to actually hose the wheels a bit they got on the wheels too so yeah not not the best experience there but it did not miss a beat it did a great job. And by the time I finish, so the battery has a runtime of about 30 minutes. And that's 30 continuous minutes. That's not from the time you start mowing till 30 minutes later. If it's running for like two minutes and then stops and five minutes and stops, it's those little periods where it's working that is what, what's count, what counts towards the battery life. And so by the time I finished the backyard and the front yard, there was still like two bars of power left in the battery, which then I used in the blower, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Next, I want to talk about the Garden Pruner. Now, we got the GTA 26 Garden Pruner Kit. Now, this comes with a little pruner, which it's like a little tiny chainsaw. They don't like to call it a chainsaw. They call it a pruner. Came with a little bottle of oil because you need to oil the uh, chain every time you use it. And it also came with its own battery and charger. So you're able to – this is ready to go whenever you want. And this is, as I mentioned, looks like a little chainsaw. But I was told, advised heavily, that it's a two-handed operation. Don't try waving this around one hand because uh, it's got a bit of power and you never know, could easily slip out and it could cut through a finger as easily can cut through a branch. And there's a little video that I've added to our story. It, it smashed through the branches. So I've got this, this dying mango tree in my backyard. So I've been cutting branches, just the, the low-hanging branches off that. And this thing cut through it like a knife through butter. Great little, great little tool. And that can not only cut branches, prune bushes and whatever your gardening needs. This thing is is awesome. It works very well. Uh, a bit of fun. I had cutting down the branches and then cutting them into small pieces. I felt like a lumberjack I did. But it is a two-handed operation. There's a, not only the grip in the, like, so your hand, the, the, your right hand is on the, is on the main grip, but on top 
of just behind the uh, – there's a little guard above the chainsaw. Just behind the guard is another little grip that you use for, to put your left hand. So when you're cutting through things, you're giving a lot more balance. And so this thing's not going to go anywhere because you've got the two hands. If you try to wave this around one-handed, yeah, you'll probably use it okay, but you don't want to take the chance of it sort of flipping out of the thing or, or maybe coming near your other hand. So best to exercise a little bit of precaution there. Don't go too far overboard. But it did really make light work of a job that would have taken a lot longer with something, uh, you know, like a normal pair of pruners or a saw or something. So uh, really, uh, really good to use. 30 minutes on a full charge, they tell me. But that's, as I said, 30 minutes is made up of the times you're actually cutting, not just 30 minutes on the clock. Next up. The BGA 57 battery blower. Now, I mentioned I took the battery out of the mower and put it in the blower. That's how that rhymes. I took a battery out of the mower, put it in the blower, and still had plenty of time. Because I do the blower last, right? You do your garden, you do your trim your hedges, whatever you got to do, you mow the lawn, do the edges, everything's done, and then you blow it. You do the blowing at the end. That, that's my process. I like to blow at the end the, with the battery blower. And the battery had still, I think, two LED lights in it, and that was plenty to, to clean up the leaves and the debris and all the cuttings and everything that was still visible on the path, uh, on my back deck and on the on the back pavers. So by the end of it, it looked spick and span. Great job there. So the uh, the still the mower I'd mentioned the price five twenty nine. I didn't tell you the garden pruner kit. That's two nine nine. So that includes the pruner, the oil and the battery and the charger. And the blower is 329 and that is skin only, not the, no battery. So remember that, skin only, no battery. But the battery that I use for the blower also works with the mower. So still, great job there. I really enjoyed, I, I enjoyed mowing the lawn. I, I find it very therapeutic. I like doing the stuff in the garden. And these tools really help you make light work of all of that. And I urge you to check it out for yourself. Watch our little video. And you'll see for yourself how how powerful these products are. And you never know, you might want some yourself. So check it out, techguide.com.au. Now, Dyson has released a light. I love, I love how when Dyson make a product, okay, their approach is to apply their engineering skills to make something better, to make it work more efficiently. Now, in this case, it's a light. And in particular, the Dyson Solar Cycle Morph Desk Light. Now, this is the latest product. They've already had lights in the past, so they've got a lighting portfolio now. And what it can do, solar cycle means it can imitate daylight from dawn till dusk. So if you've got this on your desk and it's in the solar cycle mode, the light temperature, brightness, reflects what's going on outside. And of course, because it's connected to the app, it knows exactly where in the world you are and can imitate when it's sunrise, when it's midday, when it's set sunset. And I think it's good for the body's the body clock to, to know that that, that light, that, that sunlight or imitation of sunlight is right there. But it's not only that. It can be used as an indirect light, a direct light. Uh, it can be used as an ambient light. So many different modes you can choose from. Now, the light has 360-degree maneuverability to give you the right kind of light when you need it. Now, as I mentioned, the solar cycle morph desk light, it can imitate natural light 
in different formats, whether it's using daylight Dyson's daylight tracking algorithm. Uh, it also uses three warm and three cool LEDs. So it can adjust its color temperature and brightness in direct relation to your local daylight. Now, as an indirect light, it's got an intelligent optical head. Again, can rotate 360 degrees so you can bounce light off a wall, off a ceiling, off the floor to give you the right light for you. As a task light, it also can provide a powerful light. So if you need to focus on something, it can help you whether you're working on something. You might be working on a hobby. You might have a hobby, like you might be building models or Lego or something. You can use that as your hobby light as well. Or, you know, I know the ladies, they like to have good light when they're applying their makeup or something like that. Uh, it's, it's up to you how you want to use it. It can also be used as a feature light. So imagine you've got this dramatic work of art or something you want to highlight in your house. You can aim it up at that as well. So there's so many different features for this thing. As an ambient light too, it can create this comforting orange glow in the corner or something for the evening. Or you can have a re relaxation time with a reduced blue light as well. It also has an intelligent optical head to produce uniform, high-quality light with low flicker. That's important. Some lights flicker and it can be annoying. But get this right. The My Dyson app can also adjust the light based on your age. So depending on how old you are, that determines how much light you need. Like Dyson did some research here and they found that a 65-year-old needs up to four times more light than a 20-year-old. I did not know that. And it can provide the correct brightness based on your age. I had no idea. But the app tells you all of that. So not only to that, it can you can access the preset modes like study, relax, precision, boost, wake up, sleep, away. There are also manual controls. So there's a slide touch dimming and color temperature selection on the on the product itself. There are up to 20 different light settings to suit your mood or what you're doing. The Dyson Solar Cycle Morph Desk Light is available from now. Uh, it's in, available in either white or silver. So this is the desk model. It's priced at 899 bucks. If you want to shed a little light on the subject, you can do it in style with the Dyson Solar Cycle Morph Desk Light. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, Amazon have been hard at work too, releasing some new Echo products, including the main one I'll talk about is the Echo Hub. Now, this looks like a thin smart speaker. It's basically just a touchscreen. And it's got a customizable dashboard so you can manage all your smart home devices in one place. You can even view multiple smart camera feeds at the same time. So with the Echo Hub, it makes it possible to manage the volume and streaming services on some products are all from the one place. So that's with your media devices. And when it's not being used as a smart hub, it can also be used to, you know, as a, a screensaver, you can put your favorite photos or include weather information on the screen as well. But the Echo Hub, you can either warm out this or place it on a counter. It has support for Zigbee, which is a home smart home technology, Thread, Bluetooth and Matter, which means 
it's compatible with more than 10,000 smart products. We're talking connected cameras, locks, plugs, lights, thermostats. What else is there? Speakers, all this stuff that you can connect to and control through the Echo Hub. It also supports wired or wireless internet connectivity and is also compatible with power over Ethernet, so PoE. So if you want to connect this with an Ethernet cable, you can also get power to it as well. What's the price? Echo Hub, 329 bucks. It's available for pre-order in Australia. I think it's coming out in a few weeks. Uh, Amazon also announced the Fire TV Stick Max 4K, 119 bucks. That sort of improves your Fire Stick streaming experiences. Also includes support for Wi-Fi 6E. Uh, the Fire TV Stick 4K, that's just 79 bucks and has the new 1.6 gigahertz quad-core processor. Can now play 4K content compatible also with Dolby Atmos Audio as well as the Dolby Vision, HDR, HDR10+. Plus. So it really does up the ante when it comes to quality there. They go on sale this week, the Fire TV Stick Max 4K and the Fire TV Stick 4K, both on sale September 27 at JB Hi-Fi and other electrical retailers. The Echo Hub uh, is still coming. I think it'll be here, I think, by about mid-October, I understand. But if you want to find out more about the new Echo products, check it out, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware, or viruses, or your personal information being exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring. You have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays in private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you each and every week by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. We did mention that if USB-C is something you need to learn about, you might have just bought a new iPhone 15, then Belkin is the place to go. Belkin were on the forefront of development for the USB-C format, would you believe? So they know a thing or two about it. So if you need a cable or a charger, USB-C is their beat. And so head over to belkin.com forward slash au and find about any of those products that will meet all your USB-C needs. Now, on the help desk, I thought I'd mention the fact that iOS 17 has been launched. And if you're not buying a new iPhone, I love saying every year that you can still get that new iPhone feeling by updating to iOS 17. So if you have the iOS, if you've got iPhone 15, it comes preloaded with uh, iOS 17. 
So what you should do, if you're not upgrading, like you, and, and this goes back to, uh, you, you can upgrade for all the way back to the iPhone XS. So that's like a, what's that, a six-year-old phone, uh, all the way up to the iPhone 14 Pro Max. So any of those phones, I've listed all of them on Tech Guide. You can update to iOS 17. I do encourage updates because it gives you the latest security, the latest battery efficiencies, all those features that make it run a bit smoother. Now, the features of iOS 17 that you'll find is a new feature called Live Voicemail. So you can see a real-time transcription of an incoming voicemail. So you'll know straight away if it's uh, rather than having to wait and then play back the voicemail, you can see visually what there's, you can see what they're, what's being said. There's like a, a transcription happening in front of your eyes. So if it's urgent, you can pick up the phone. Uh, the new capabilities too with, uh, you can have, there's a product, uh, a feature called Name Drop. So if you're both running iOS 17 and, you know, sometimes you want to share your contact with someone, you just hover your phone above their iPhone and this little bubble effect happens and you've just shared your contact information. You can also trick up that information with a contact poster. So you can put a nice photo of yourself, nice font. So that's what they receive. When you ring someone, that's what they see. And when you share your contact, that's what they see as well. Uh, there's also new features in, in iMessage. So the ability to check in if you uh, for friends and family so you can be notified when you arrive safely at a destination. That's always always handy. Standby mode's a good one too. So if your phone is charging and is rested on its side, so usually on a MagSafe charger, although it does work even if it's charging with a cable on its side, it does turn into a display like a, like a clock or gives you notifications or calendar events. So that's a handy sort of standby feature, they call it, that's standby because you're charging and it's standing by but still giving you information. That is uh, the, probably the top line product, the top line features for iOS 17. There's also iPad OS 17 as well that's been released. Plenty of new features if you're an iPad fan there. Uh, full instructions on how to do it is at techguide.com.au. That is our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about, you can find more at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Info at techguide.com.au is the address. Or easier, click on the Ask Stephen icon on the, on the right-hand side of the site, and that will generate an email for me as well. Now, we want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 